Welcome back to Screencast, everyone. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. Joining me today, remotely, via the interwebs, is Game Over Greg himself. Greg Miller, how you doing? I'm great, Daddy. How are you? I'm doing great, baby. And the movie bros <laughs> herself, Joey Noel, coming from I, your room. From my room. I know. I don't like this setting. But you guys can see a lot more stuff than I would like, and I have to <laughs> rearrange my room now. <laughs> I like that the camera is is a little too high, because I like to imagine if you see the floor, it's just covered in clothing. Uh, that- no, that's all. In my- I <laughs> shoved that all in my closet. There are some like precariously placed like boxes and stuff uh, that I conveniently put away. Yeah. Joe, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, even though I saw you two days ago. I know you stealth dropped some really important things like a card reader and Cheeto popcorn on my doorstep. I know I went to the I went to the studio because yeah. you needed a micro SD card reader. And then I ended up going to Target because I needed some stuff and then I dropped it off. And now I feel like I'm a member of the resistance. Wait, it's so, so Joey sent you there for a micro SD card reader? I had to go to the studio to check mail and stuff and just make sure everything was okay there. I had to you know, pay a couple bills and whatnot um, as the world keeps on turning. But then Joey's like, can you – if you're at the studio, the most important thing I need is Cheetos makes popcorn. Uh-huh. And they shipped us a bunch. Now, if you – if of course, Greg, you probably don't follow me on Twitter over on Nick <laughs> underscore. You know Scarf, you're you know, muted. You know you're muted. <laughs> you can't be trusted. I, uh, I tweeted out a while back that Blessing was preparing for the impending apocalypse. Um, and it's just a picture of him with 15 bags of the Cheetos popcorn yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw like, that one. caught red-handed. That's what Joey was trying to get into today. Well, more importantly, Joey, what did you need that micro SD card reader for? Uh, I need to get pictures off my Switch because That's I couldn't That's what I thought it was going to be for. I thought you wanted to just post <laughs> animal, sh- animal Crossing screenshots. That's what uh, Nick's risking his life out there for. To be fair, it was for the thumbnail for the Game Explained video I did. It wasn't just for fun. Oh, well, as long as you're making content for the YouTube channels, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I promoted us. Both Joey, channels. Thank you very much. Yeah, what's happened? Uh, Joey, you don't have to be anywhere near that close. Yeah, back off the mic a you little, Joe. Oh, what didn't I, but I like Joey's oh, coffee cup. Thank yeah. you. That's a little bit better. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is Screencast Kind of Funny's news show where we talk about movies, TVs, and a lot of streaming news right now. Not so much in theaters, but we will, of course, be talking about what we've been watching a little bit later in the show. Uh, we're coming to you usually Fridays, but uh, this week we did a couple, and I have a feeling we'll do a couple next week as the world continues to deal with the mounting coronavirus issue. Um, of course, we'll still be here online each and every day, sometimes around ooh, 1130 we hit today almost, uh, which is great, Te- bringing you all the big news and just Basically shooting the shit and telling you what we've been watching. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things, of course. Shout out to our sponsors, Honey and uh, Hymns, but we'll get to those a bit later. And also, um, if you are stuck at home, which most people in the United States are and soon to be the world, uh, you, of course, can go to kindoffunny.com slash store and just buy some stuff that you can just wear. You can't wear it out, but you can still wear it. You know what I mean? We got lots of cool stuff like there. I like, do know guys, I love you. Sweatshirt, crew neck, and the super boardy shirt still up. I believe they're still shipping. And I think you can tick a little box that they just leave it on your doorstep um, because that's what usually what UPS and FedEx do anyway. Unless we it's FedEx, we have new things dropping outside. next week. What do we have, Joe? Has some suits. new things. Has- <laughs> I wish you were that quick on the drop. <laughs> I, did, I did want to do, I, I thought about doing a shirt that said I, I got, I was quarantined for 14 weeks and all I got was coronavirus, but I felt, I felt like, no, maybe no, no. All I got was this t shirt. Was this t shirt. Uh-huh. Um, that's pretty well, dude, smart, that so. should be we should start kicking our heads wrapping our heads around that for the patreon platinum reward like mm. i watched i watched crappy at home kind of funny content for 14 days and all i got oh, was, that was this t-shirt <laughs> joey put it on the books you know we got two yeah. open slots so there you go. Joey, that's a do. great idea with all due respect and with all due respect <laughs> joey you're doing a great job 
Thank you. Greg, I respect I, I want to say also shout out to Greg Miller. Greg figured that he's got a lot of beautiful natural light coming through that floor to ceiling window in his apartment. He said, I'll use that. But then he went the extra mile to move the peep over to his <laughs> right shoulder. I know how to so do that it. It's always over the shoulder. The it's great. The peep was a big hit early in the week. And then the way I've moved around, he wasn't there. So today he had to return for games daily, he had to come for the screencast. I understand completely. Uh, shout out, of course, to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Justin Toft, Das Bear Jew, Blackjack, and downtown Jared Brown. You guys are out there holding it down uh, so that we can continue to do these shows for you and the rest of our audience. We love you very much. Uh, and I already talked about the sponsors, so let's move on. I want to start with a big topic today, guys. Big topic. Obviously, movie theaters are closed. Uh, I had another story on here that said that the uh, movie theaters, this is the lowest um to date movie theaters have ever made i think the the box office gross for today was like something actually it may, might have been la- last week because i think they've all been closed but it's it, movie theaters are on the way out obviously with that happening uh titles like wonder woman 1984 they're trying to figure out what to do with that but as movies are being pushed back into 2021 dates are going to be hard so there are according to warner insiders uh there are some discussions happening in warner brothers as to whether or not they should skip theaters for wonder woman 1984 and go directly to streaming services uh, of course a lot of this is hearsay none of this is 100% confirmed yet and uh, director patty jenkins and the producer are like absolutely not uh largely because i think you know when you make a movie like this uh it's designed to be seen in theaters but also probably a little portion of it is that uh their profit participation in the film uh is going to go down a significant sure. amount if it doesn't get uh released in theaters um Let's see the story. This is over on the wrap. If you guys want to read the full story, it's actually a pretty cool analysis. But the, according to Warren Brothers Insiders, the preference is still to release the movie theatrically, but executives are considering a streaming alternative, uh, probably as a direct to consumer offering rather than a part of Warner's soon to be launched subscription service, HBO Max, that I believe is launching in May. Um, of course, that's in direct competition with Disney Plus. Uh, and we'll get to a topic a bit later with Onward going straight to Disney Plus as well. Uh, the discussions at Warner. Uh, to consider streaming follows Universal's decision last week to distribute Trolls World Tour directly on uh, over-the-top platforms, uh, or OTT as I like to call them, uh, for a 48-hour rental fee of $19.99. How do we feel about this, Greg? I mean, you know, personally, I've uh, wanted a day-and-date video movie, movie theater solution for as long as you've known me. And it's become more and more plausible as Internet's gotten better and Amazon's gotten their grip and all these different things. I think I, I hate to see it under this circumstance. Like I don't like people being forced into this situation. Obviously I, I, I don't know if you have it in the news later on our friend uh, Janina has that movie coming out or the movie that is out the way back with Ben Affleck. Right. Yeah. do have just, that. Yeah. They just announced uh, today as well. Right. That's going to be available uh, Tuesday, tw- the 24th now for Ooh. streaming or purchase or whatever, which I will immediately buy. And like, even th- that, that's like a glimpse into me. And I think it's a glimpse into a lot of people. Right. <clears throat> I know Janina and I still want to go see that movie in theaters. <laughs> not because <laughs> not because it looks bad. I love Ben Affleck. I love Janina. No, it's just like it just doesn't, it's not I don't want to I don't I don't it's a very specific movie I want to go see in the movie theater. And so the idea of more movies coming to digital day and date, I'd like to think you're gonna see a return on that. The argument becomes, of course, like what would stop all of us from going to Tim's house and renting it once for 20 bucks? And that's not the same as obviously all the movie tickets. This is an interesting test because it is that, yeah, what if you did put out Wonder Woman during a lockdown or during whatever it is where that isn't the real idea? We are social, socially distancing. You can't do it. 
I think the return would be better than they expect. I don't think it would be as big as if it was a movie theater with the the popcorn and the multiple tickets and all the things. But I do think there's a, a, a viable solution here. Joey, what yeah. about you? I'm torn because I do love the like fun of going to a theater, especially now that so many of us have AMC A list and stuff like that. It's like it's a fun outing and event. Um, but if I do like think about it, cool. If I pay twenty dollars to watch it at home, that's me not paying for ubers or parking downtown which i know is like a specifically like san francisco thing plus the movie mm-hmm. ticket plus stuff it's like it's probably actually cheaper than going to the movies here dude that the amount of times like because you know <clears throat> the way i consume most movies is through amazon prime or netflix but usually amazon prime because i love turning on prime going into the movies going into new releases and the amount of times jen's like oh yeah i want to see that and i go to click on it, she's like oh wait you have to purchase it it's gonna be 15 dollars i'm like Babe, like if we went to the movie, that would have been 30 bucks right there for us. Walking yeah. in, let alone the $70 we're going to drop at Alamo on wings and food. And like, beer and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I don't, I don't, I, I'm in such a weird spot where I don't want to go to the movie theater just because I want to be home to play games more. But I love supporting people who make art and make movies. And so it is that thing of if they're here and they are charging me a premium to get them, not the, remember, Nick, you probably remember the name of it, the ridiculous, like, I forget the name of it, but it was like thousands of of dollars. Well, no, I'm not going to pay that. I'm not going to pay that to support a movie. But yeah, if a movie is going to drop tomorrow and be up here, like way back, sure. It's you know, it says here it's going to be twenty bucks when it drops the day of, just like day, just like Birds of Prey, the same thing. Here's the interesting aspect, though. So people, so here's here's a quick little blurb from an analyst. They said so. A recent analyst by Greenfield showed that a billion dollar grossing film normally produces three hundred and seventy five million in profit. So if the movie grosses a billion dollars. 375 million of that go to profit. Everything else goes to, I assume, the production budget, marketing budget, distribution budget, all those things. Um, but traditional VOD could not generate that type of revenue or profit. According to, uh, to Greenfield, replacing the theatrical gross would require 16 to 21 million downloaded units sold for uh, for a 1 billion movie, assuming that the charge, uh, assuming there's a charge of 30 to $40 per rental. So that's my other question for you guys. How much would you pay for? To watch Wonder Woman 1984 in your home, Greg. Do I you own it? Forty bucks. This is the question because some of the movies that are coming out are 19.99 to buy, and some of them are 19.99 to rent. Mm-hmm. So that's the interesting distinction to make. There's looking forward. Um, I wrote a couple down here, saying uh, that. Let me see here. No, fuck. Oh, there's. Uh, let's see. The Hunt is available to rent for 19.99. Emma available to rent this weekend for 19.99, and The Invisible Man to rent. But I believe Birds of Prey and Bloodshot, which kind of came out, I think you might have to own those. Yeah, what I'm reading, I only pulled the blurb from the way back, which the continued. Uh, the pick will be available Sorry, the way back for electronic sell through. Yeah, the pick will yeah. be available for electronic sell through, meaning that you would own it, which is the same day Birds of Prey will be made available. So, I mean, I feel like for forty dollars, you should own the movie at that point. Oh yeah, but well, then of course you're 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 missing out on that window again, right? Here's the thing: is honestly, it would be the initial oh, but then I would do the same rationalization I just gave you guys, and I would do it because if I open up Amazon Prime right now, my Amazon Video Library all the random ass shit I have in there that I own that I've never, I have like, I think I have founder in there with Michael Keaton. Like there's a good movie. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not Jones into fucking watch founder. That's like, amazing. Like I think, I think my digital purchases on there are, are mostly something I watched once. Right. And then, yeah. That's actually an interesting thing. I'm going to open up my Amazon and see what I got on. Here. You should do that because I, I had the same feeling the other day. I think we were going to watch um, Aquaman 
or one of those movies and I'm like, damn it, I swear to God I bought this by accident a long time ago. <laughs> but you don't know because the movie's not sitting up on your shelf. And then you have the added um, confusion factor of where did I buy it? Did I buy it yeah. through the PlayStation Store? Did I buy it through Amazon? Did I buy it through uh, Comcast? There's no way to remember all these things. Plus, you know, I'm an idiot to begin with. What do you got? What do you got for me? Greg? Oh, I'm excited about this. <laughs> Number one, uncut gems because like that just came out. And I wanted to watch it. Of Great course. film. That's worth Great having. Film. Number two, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I love that. Also film. a classic. You so like, yeah, you can, Steel Magnolias. You can, Is you it not see- streaming? I couldn't find it streaming when I was talking Somebody, to Jen about yeah, it. Yeah, some of these movies aren't. You just have to buy them, which is weird. So here's here, but you can see like my purchasing habits here. So it's Uncut Gems, Steel Magnolia, uh, Knives Out, Jane Silent Bob reboot, Annabelle Comes Home, Midsummer, uh, Batman vs. Turtles, Justice League Fatal Five, Green Book, Reign of Superman. Then it's a bunch of uh, uh, stuff we bought for Christmas specifically. Uh, a Simple Favor, the the first Purge, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Like. It's what we're talking about, right? Of like, oh, I want to watch that. Oh, I can only buy it. Well, okay, I want to buy it. So whatever. Right. Lady Bird. Like, I know that, I guess, Joey, right? So the Shape of Water. Like, these are like, oh, these Oscar things just dropped right after the Oscars. I'm going to pick them all up. Got the intern in here. Robert De Niro, Anne Hathaway, great flick. <laughs> Atomic uh, That actually is a good movie. I'll be honest I'm not, with you. Was I lying? I wasn't lying. I mean, we don't know anymore. But, you know, in this post-coronavirus world, I don't know who Greg Miller is anymore. You know, oh, this is interesting because I, I didn't know you liked peeps for Christ's sake. I have a I have a misattributed uh, thumbnail here. And so I, it's it looks like I own the assistant. I'm like, what the fuck is the assistant? And when I scroll over, it says Jurassic World. <laughs> ah, <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Own Very Jurassic easy World. to confuse. Uh, Joe, how much like... would you pay? How much would you pay for Wonder Woman 1984 right now? I feel like outside. I would pay $30. $40, $30. is the thing yeah, where egregious. if I just live in this arrangement currently, where it would be like, maybe I'll have people over and we'll all split it. Because $40 does seem like as much movie as I or as much money as I spend at the movies, I don't think I spend well, maybe I do. I mean, I definitely do, but I mean I have A-lists, right? So that gets you the so, free movie, but that's still 10 bucks toward it. So if you watch one movie a month, that's 10 bucks right there. Let's say you watch two. A-list I'll is like 25. Bucks. Is it 25 bucks? I thought it was 10. Yeah. I don't pay for it. Um <laughs> so 25 bucks. So let's say each movie at least you're going to is five bucks if you go see yeah. Right or five movies, I guess. Um, then you're also talking about the Diet Coke right there. So you've already paid seventy five dollars right when you walk into the theater. <laughs> like the Diet Coke and the popcorn alone is twenty bucks. So it's, yeah. yeah, I think honestly, like again, I would rationalize it any way from Sunday on doing it, and especially if it's only temporary and we're doing it for this kind of thing, which I think you could get away with. I think with the right messaging, you could be like, "Yep, it's forty, it's forty bucks or whatever for Wonder Woman. 30, 20, 24, 99 sounds right." 30 i would do it's one room it's day and day digital of course but like right it would take more rational i think the pro the, it's such an interesting argument because i think fundamentally what would happen is if people fell in love with this day and day digital thing you'd see there'd have to be reverberations down the production pipeline of what you're talking about nick of how much it actually costs to break even or get a profit and so yeah this is i because at when i see something for Oh, you can own it for $9.99. I'm like, that's easy. If $14.99, I'm like, of course, that's still one movie ticket. There's two of us. Like, when you keep going up, that's when it gets more to the point of, I don't know. I wouldn't take a chance, I don't think, on some of the movies I own, The Purge or whatever the fuck. I wouldn't be like, you know what? Yeah, that's worth $40 right now. I'm like, no, it's in theater for a reason. But for me, I could easily wait the however many months it's going to be till that drops down to a rental price. Well, that, that, that begs the question, right? You, you, I think you hit the nail kind of on the head, which is that if they can only charge 
30 to $40. Say they charge like $40, right? And people are paying that and they're owning the movie as well. I still don't think they make that profit. I still don't think they make the $375 and you know $75 million they have to have to keep the budget $200 million. So do we start seeing these giant tentpole movie budgets start to slowly go down yeah. into the 100 million mm-hmm. to 150 million you know how does that how does that look when the avengers is no longer a 200 million dollar movie now it's a 50 million dollar movie and they got to get robert downey jr's like cousin phil downey <laughs> jr to, i love phil phil does great work it feels great work but he's like well i'm iron man i guess i don't know am i iron man who knows it's just um <laughs> it's just andy uh to put it in context they said uh, you know originally let's see wonder woman 2017 grossed 822 million based on a budget of 120 to 150 million. That was protection for that. Um, I thought there was another interesting thing here that I wanted to quickly bring up before we move on. The analyst, of course, from Greenfield noted that the most profitable pay-per-view event in U.S. history was the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight in 2015, which grossed 400 million uh, from 4.4 million buys, charged at $90 per buy. Uh, so it's hard to imagine moviegoers paying thirty to forty dollars for any release every month. Uh, so home video wouldn't even come close to fi- to the fights revenue. That's a really good point. Like these giant giant moments, you have big UFC fights, you big boxing fights. If they're only grossing four hundred million, I mean that's and that's a lot for a boxing fight. Most most boxing uh, pay per views, I imagine, don't even come close to that. So yeah, there's just no way to make that. I just don't. I don't see them making that billion that billion dollars in in rentals. But again, a- you'd have to change everything and it would be changing people's perceptions too. And that takes time. So I'm with you that, yeah, I wouldn't, but I think you could get to it eventually. Nice. Is soon. there a wider audience for something like Wonder Woman than there is for a fight though? There is, there is definitely. And I think that that's something to take into consideration, right? Cause I think the average amount of tickets sold probably goes beyond that for, what was it? 14 million. I think I said, um, Let's see. Oh, 4.4 million buys. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get more than 4.4 million people going out there. Um, you're probably going to get I, I, I'm not even going to speculate, but I'm sure there's there's tens of millions of people that go see yeah. the movies worldwide. So but that when um, you break down, if you'd need three times as many sales if you're charging a third the cost. Correct. So, you so need like, how does that all balance out? Million people. I think that's something that people would do for you. You <clears> might be able to do that, but still, that's only 400 million. That's not even going to cover the, the budgeting and the marketing. Or the, yeah. the production value. So you'd need whew, a lot. That's a lot of people. 50 to 100 million people to buy this thing. I think they set it up top. Or 16 to 21 million downloads uh, to get that billion mark. So 21 million people would have to spend 30 to $40 per film rental. That's eh, doesn't seem undoable. Especially if you have, if you have uh, kids or you're taking care of a, you know, one of those giant marshmallows behind you and you don't want to leave the house because it's sick. <laughs> So, who he's knows? quarantined with us. I can't stop it. You know? He is indeed. Uh, another quick news story before we take a break for the ads, though. This was a big one, I think. Uh, and, and and I could just hear Barrett jumping Barrett! to joy when this happened. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 casts Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Joey, did you watch Clone Wars at all? No, I was just really excited for more Rosario Dawson. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, Slash Film has this exclusively. Uh, they've learned that Rosario Dawson will appear in The Mandalorian Season 2 and are excited to report that she will be playing a fan favorite character previously only seen in Star Wars animated productions. Holy shit, that's awesome. I've watched the season or most of Season 1 of Clone Wars. That's right. insane. Uh, Dawson will be playing a live-action version of Ahsoka, Tano, Anakin Skywalker's uh, Jedi, Padawan Apprentice, who appears in Star Wars Clone Wars and Clone Wars Rebels. This would be the character's first appearance in live-action. Um, I think none of us know enough about Clone Wars 
to try and figure out what this character could be. The article, of course, stipulates a little bit. Uh, we all watched Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, did you? Yeah. So uh, if you remember, and this is spoilers from Mandalorian, so please feel free to mute me if you haven't uh, watched that series yet. But uh, the dark lightsaber shows up at the end of it and apparently she's tied to that uh they said the dark saber the ancient and unique black bladed lightsaber wielded by moff gideon who was played by giancarlo esposito is in the season one finale of mandalorian was once the property of sabin wren the colorful mandalorian warrior who ahsoka joins in her quest for ezra there's a lot of words i don't understand and i'm probably <laughs> mispronouncing all of them so it might make sense that uh sabin plays a role in the upcoming season as well, although uh, they have no no confirmation on her appearance. Uh, Ahsoka also had a relationship with Jedi Master Yoda, uh, one of the only other people known of the child, aka Baby Yoda, mysterious species. So it's possible. I, my feeling is she'll come. She'll be one of those guests like Bill Burr. She'll pop in, and that'll be pretty much it. I doubt. I, I don't see her being a mainstay in the series. What say you? Guys? No series regular. I, yeah, series regular is tough, but like. And here's the thing is that you said none of us are, you know, informed enough about Clone Wars to speak about it. Like I said, I've watched most of season one of Clone Wars at this point. I don't think I actually finished on Disney Plus, but and I they, they put out. The, yeah. They, so there's I'm not up to date on it. What fascinates me about this, right, is that she is the Padawan of Anakin. Right. So seeing the fallout from that of like and i'm and I, how old's rosario dawson now 40s right probably probably yeah. late 30s seeing the fallout of what that of your master going to the dark side and fucking killing everybody and you have enabling him and helping him and doing that like seeing what that looks like what 30 20 30 to 25 years later like that sounds awesome like i love that idea even if we don't even get like uh, i i uh, I had a master once, you know, uh, like she <laughs> is that how she's gonna sound? <laughs> if Rosario Dawson pops on screen and the first thing she says is "bleh," I had a master. Uh, hey man, you know what? <laughs> yeah, she's an actor; she can she can do anything she wants. Uh, for the but first I think ever, that awesome, and I'd love to see that. Re- not to mention that would be, and I'm probably talking out my ass here as I think back as hard as I can on the Mandalorian. That would be like our closest. Our closest buffer to like the Skywalker saga, right? Like that'd be us, like one one person removed. Have we seen? Yeah, that I mean, and that's also a major character that they're introducing from another property that they totally, have from really, an animated property. CG from an animated property. property. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't remember Mandalorian enough. I didn't pay close enough attention, but I'm pretty sure most of the characters that showed up that are mainstays um, are were developed for this show. I don't think they brought in any other characters mm-hmm. from the other side. I think you got hints of it, obviously, with the IG droid and things like that. Um, and I'm sure I'm remembering a big appearance where someone's like, well, you fucking forgot that Wedge Antilles came and had a beer with Pedro Pascal. Um, I don't know who I'm imitating there. I do want to call in our resident Clone War expert nerd. Do you guys, can we do a call in real quick? Sure. Do you care? I love that. Let me see if they'll answer. Here comes Barrett. Uh, Barrett Courtney, you're live on screencast. uh, And we just talked about the news of Rosario Dawson being cast in Mandalorian. What are your thoughts? Um, So let's first look away from the casting itself and just talk about the kind of implications of Ahsoka. My my answer will be my answer will be five parts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I will will not concede Uh, the floor. It's cool to be to see the fallout of what her character, uh, how her character deals with Anakin turning into Darth Vader. Greg, continue Clone Wars and then go on to Rebels. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, and then the 
other thing is that it's interesting because like the last time we saw Ahsoka was in Rebels, which led up to pretty much led into episode four, and then there's an epilogue that's after episode six. Um, and so this will be the first time that we see her after that. Uh, my hope is, and I, I also, like, I don't see her being a main character for next season. I think it's like a one episode kind of thing. My hope is, and this is like the most, like, kind of get hype Star Wars Barrett nerd shit, is that if we also get a casting for Sabine Wren, who is also tied to Rebels and the Darksaber and all of that stuff. And it's just like one episode, they come into one episode and it turns into like almost a tie-in episode to a possible sequel series to Star Wars Rebels, which kind of felt like where Rebels left off, it felt like, oh, they're going to continue the story at one point. And there have been rumors recently about uh, Filoni working on a new animated Star Wars show. So I would love if there was a continuation of Rebels with uh, Sabine and Ahsoka looking for Ezra. And uh, so those are my thoughts, uh, purely Star Wars nerd story-wise. The casting of Rosario Dawson, I have been on a roller coaster of emotions this morning. Uh, I saw it, it was like, okay, that's really cool. Um, I know a lot of fans have wanted to, like, have, have fan-casted her as a Soga for the last couple of years. Um, but a lot of people did bring up this morning of, uh, it sucks for, like, the original voice actor. We, it, it would be cool if they get, gave her a shot to do something like that. But if you have looked up how the Ahsoka voice actor looks, she looks nothing like Ahsoka, and right now, where we're in our timeline, I'm very much against turning a very white, pale person into someone that's orange. Um, and then the last thing is that, of course, soon after the casting, um, stuff started coming around, uh, Rosario Dawson has been, uh, in a legal matter for a bit about, uh, allegedly abusing uh, a trans man uh, who was working for her and her family. Uh, so that news started cycling around, and that has definitely brought down my hype levels on Rosario Dawson as a person significantly. Uh, I know they're just alleged for now and, and whatnot, but it's definitely like, uh, that's not a great look. Um, so the, those are the roller coaster of emotions that I'm on. Those are my takes. So uh, there you go. Those are the Barrett Star Wars takes for Clone Wars, Rebels, and Mandalorian. All right. Well, Barrett, thank you very much, and thank you for uh, confirming absolutely all those names in that article. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. All right, talk to you. Bye. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Before we move on, I do want to take a couple seconds to let you know about the sponsors that are making this show happen, the first of which is Honey. Let me ask you this question. Imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites like Target, Best Buy, Sephora, Macy's, eBay, Etsy, Walmart, you get the picture. Uh, when you check out, this little box drops down, and all you have to do is click <clears> Apply <throat> Coupons, wait a few seconds for it to scan for every promo code on the internet, and then boom, watch the prices drop. Well, that's a reality, ladies and gentlemen, and it's one that Tim Geddes himself swears by. The second we got sponsored by Honey, he was like, thank goodness. I have been using Honey for years. It has saved me hundreds of dollars. We've been using it with kind of funny. And he, he, I asked him earlier today, and he said, it saved our company thousands of dollars. And I said, great. Maybe we could buy Greg some pants because when he's at home, he's <laughs> just wearing hideous basketball shorts. And he can't hear me right now. But, you know, we're going to buy him some new basketball shorts later. And we're going to apply these coupon codes and save us some money because I like saving money. Jody likes saving money. Can I tell you a story about Honey? Please tell me a story about Honey, Joe. Okay, so yesterday I was trying to buy the new Filthy Casual shirt because yeah, it's you were. 
Animal Crossing and it's really cute. And my honey thing popped up and it said, you have honey gold, which is like cash back that you can get from websites that don't have honey codes, but like are affiliated with honey. So I clicked on my honey gold and I had like 1100 honey gold, which translated to me getting $50 for Sephora and $60 for Amazon. So I just have gift cards sitting in my inbox that I just got from having the honey browser installed. That's it's great. You should use it. Uh, everyone should use it. Honey has found it's over uh, 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings, and we are one of those members. Uh, did you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they're adding more every day? Well, you do now. Uh, user, users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000, uh, uh, more than 100,000 five-star ratings on Google Chrome Store. Uh, not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning that's joinhoney.com slash morning and you know if tim gettys uses it it's going to save you some dollars that kid's a schemer next up we have a brand near and dear to my heart hymns uh let me ask you this question here's the problem what's a common issue men face but don't always want to talk about that's the question right think long and hard about this one get it it's your pee-pee. Uh, 40% of men by age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. And every time I read one of these hymns ads, I just I can just, just stare into my own future. These are things that I worry about on a daily basis. You know what I mean, Joe? I do know what you mean. Joe does know what I mean. Uh, of course, I use hymns for their hair products. We love them. Andy and I swear by uh, this company. Uh, I have not, unfortunately, I should say, had any problems with ED. But if you do, you should go to forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. Uh, thanks to science, erectile dysfunction can actually be optional. Hims connects you to real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products to treat ED. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand subscri- prescriptions to help you combat ED. Uh, these prescriptions solutions are backed by science and made more affordable. Uh, you can see results where other treatments fall short. So stop worrying about multiple in-doctor visits, no painful injections uh, like other treatments. Let me tell you, the fact that some people would consider getting an injection scares me and makes me just want to put an extra pair of pants on, if you know what I mean. This is so easy. Uh, answer questions about your medical history and chat with the doctor for confidential review. Uh, if approved by the doctor, products are shipped directly to your door. Uh, being your best means performing your best. It's erectile without dysfunction. That's that's a good one. This is going to be the hardest year of your life. Wow. Okay. They're really they're really going into that. Here's the deal right now. Try hymns by sharing out uh, by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full full details and safety information. This could cost you hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com slash KFMS. All right, uh, back to the show. There's a couple more uh, pieces of news, and then I want to get to what you guys have been watching. Um, this is kind of going in in order of kind of what we've been talking about here. Where did my other page go? Greg, did you steal it? Did you steal my I page, Greg? It. Stop stealing it, Greg. <laughs> Daddy! Uh, we talked about this earlier, but a couple more movies have uh, been pulled out of theaters in lieu of being distributed on streaming services, the biggest of which is Onward. Uh, Pixar's, this comes from Slash Film, Pixar's Onward is hitting digital platforms today 
uh, on March 20th, merely two weeks after the animated fantasy adventure film hit theaters. The film's Disney Plus streaming debut will follow soon after on April 3rd, uh, and I believe it's going to be priced at $19.99. And of course, we already talked about the Janina Gavankar hit, The Way Back. I think someone else is in that movie also, but who cares? Uh, That movie, uh, Warners is making the Ben Oh, Ben Affleck. Have you heard of him? Yeah, but he was Batman. Oh, that's cool. Which is currently in theaters, available <laughs> on demand on digital retail platforms. Uh, the studio says Thursday as cinema goers go dark amid COVID. Uh, that's going to be available soon. Next week, I think. And then, of course, other movies we've already talked about. The Hunt, uh, Emma, and The Invisible Man, I believe, are all available to rent right now for 1999. Birds of Prey and Bloodshot will be joining. Uh, Birds of Prey is going to be available tomorrow, uh, April 21st, and Bloodshot's coming out March 24th. So that's just the the newest slew of movies that have been uh, been pulled from theaters. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk to you guys about, uh, what are what have you been watching on this quarantine days? Greg, what, do you, what what's up with you? What have you been watching these days? Well, it's funny that we bring up the one and only Rosario Dawson, of course, the star of Clerks 2, because Naturally. I watched a little film called Zombieland 2. Mm. Of course, you, you know, that? You, well, you know, zombies, uh, my favorite form of horror. I really loved Zombieland 1. And when Zombieland 2 got announced, I was like, I'll see that in theaters. And then one week I was walking around and I saw a poster. I was like, wait, that's been out for a week? What the fuck? Yeah, and at that point, I was like, whatever, it's too, it's too gone. And so it sat on the Amazon queue forever. And then it was, you'll love this, Nick. When we were flying back from Montreal and I was playing Animal Crossing for review, Jen was just watching movie after movie. And so she started watching Zombieland 2. And I kept doing the glance over at the screen, no sound, no subtitles, watch it for a bit, come back down. I was like, this looks like a really fun film. <laughs> yeah, right? And I came home and I was and Jen, I was like, was that good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I really want to watch it. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm like, no. And so the other night we were like, it's been a week, obviously. And it was, uh, we need something dumb and fun and not that we have to think about. And she, she's like, what about Zombieland 2? We put it on, watched it. I had a great time. I thought it was really fun to jump back into that world. It was cool that like they had the original cast back together. I still like Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson together. I love Emma Stone, Emma Stone right? She was doing such a good job uh, coming back and doing that. I thought the whole uh, Rosario Dawson's role in it, running this like uh, hotel by Graceland or whatever, was great. When you've seen it, I assume Nick. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I watched it a couple weeks back before all. Joey, this, all you see it? No, I have not, but I don't yeah, care about spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that wasn't it. I was just wondering how much I had to describe. And I guess there's a lot of people listening probably have seen it. There's a great bit where while they're at staying at Ro- Ro- Rosario Dawson's house slash hotel or whatever, uh, another group shows up and it's like carbon copies of them. They're like right? doppelgangers. It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Luke Wilson, right? I always screw this up. Uh, it is it's the Luke brown Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, it's yeah. Luke Wilson and then the guy from Silicon Valley and, and Luke Wilson's playing Woody Harrelson's character. And then uh, <laughs> the guy from Silicon Valley is playing Jesse Eisenberg. And so for and he's, them, got, he's got the commandments or the uh, yeah. Instead of the rules like Jesse Eisenberg, he's got the commandments or whatever. Yeah. And they go back and forth comparing things and stuff. And it was just like, it was another fun one. It was another, it was a fun return to that world and like really realizing how much that world is a video game or is just like, you know, a playscape in it. And it was dumb and goofy and, you know, the right level of gory, I guess, or whatever. You know, it was, it was a fun jump back into that world that I completely forgot about. They have fun with that too, making jokes about how, you know, they're back and how long they've been gone and all this stuff. It was, Mm -hmm. it it was good. I enjoyed it. Like for what we're looking for is like, I can just sit there and watch and laugh. It was great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I like the subtle digs at some of the other, um, we won't call them, but some of the other zombie properties out there. Uh, there's a couple interesting references too. And I think they did a really good job of making a sequel with that and still finding a heart in it because it had more to do with, 
the family that they've made and totally. what that means existing. Yeah, it wasn't uh, about the zombies at all, right? It wasn't yeah, much about and, like and a, that's kind of what I like about it is that the zombies are more there for basically to move a little bit of the story along, but also just yeah. to kind of have a distraction while these while the four of them are traveling together. And it was fun too of like, you know, it's it's a direct sequel on how their where their world stopped in what, like two thousand ten or whatever it was, eight. And so, like, they're still, uh, they're still, you know, like they, they go to the White House at yeah. one point, and it's all Obama posters. There's yeah. a great, great fucking <clears throat> Uber joke at one point. And I, I honestly feel like that wasn't all ad libbed, but I think a lot of it was. It totally seems like they were just like leaving the cameras on and let them fuck around or whatever. I thought yeah. that was great. Joey, what have you been watching? So I've been going the TV route because I was like, I need something that I can just put on in the background while I'm working. Uh, so I started You're the Worst, which is on Hulu. Oh. It's not on Netflix. I'm not familiar uh, with this at all. Yeah. it's So it's five seasons, but they're short, like 20-something minute episodes. But it's essentially like two friends from, a, <clears throat> from different friend groups meet at a wedding. Um, and they're all, both like kind of the bad friend that like – doesn't really have like a ton of redeemable qualities and then they end up like hooking up and so it's about their story of like it's kind of a little bit like uh new girl ish vibes uh but also like seinfeld in the sense of like all these characters kind of suck but you still like them <laughs> um so it's i mean it's a perfect thing to like put on the background you don't have to like super concentrate on everything um and it's really fun i have no idea who the characters are i haven't seen them in anything though i feel like the roommate in it is some comedian that i probably should know that nick would probably know i'm gonna look oh, it up no, i'm gonna look it up look at it hold on um are the worst and it just has a picture of greg it's weird oh, no, <laughs> look at that uh look at that dig look at that dig desmond yeah, gorgeous is Jesus. he like a comedian no he's an uh, actor. not that i Maybe. i don't know the name no, he hasn't been in really anything else. Nah, he's the worst. Um, but yeah, it has a bunch of like really fun, like the best friend characters and the roommate characters are really fun. Um, it's just like something like kind of lighthearted and not super serious. And that's that's the vibe I wanted today. That's what I like. I think that's a good vibe. Um, I've been watching. I just finished. It's a bit. I'm a bit behind. Uh, two things that I really liked. One was Billions, the newest season of Billions, oh, cool. which uh, we just got Showtime back. Thankfully, as my wife continues to uh, progress as her negotiating skills get better with Showtime and with Comcast, she's got us that. <laughs> um, my wife's like an amazing. She could be a lawyer right now. And like I hear her on the. Like that's just not going to be good enough for us. You can uh, do better we're than that. Need stars also. Oh we got billions. Uh, billions continues to be one of my favorite shows on TV. It's so good. Uh, I started watching it again. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm as well. So if you guys need nice. to uh, laugh, that's great. Uh, but one of the movie that I want to recommend most, which I was blown away by how much I enjoyed, uh, I believe is on Showtime as well. It's called Hotel Artemis. Oh, with Jodie Foster. With Jodie Foster, Sterling I watched Brown, it. I um, really like it. It's really good, right? It's very John Wick ish. The plot is, yeah, and it could totally fit in the John Wick world. Uh, Jodie totally. Foster is a nurse slash doctor. You're not quite sure what her credentials are. I think she's a doctor, but they call her nurse. Uh, and her, she runs a uh, hospital, an underground hospital for villains, basically. Oh, cool. So if you're a bad guy, you can pay a subscription to this hospital, and if you get shot, um, you go there and you, you like show your card, and they let you in and they treat you. Um, Greg Miller. Yeah, I'm sorry. Greg Miller from KindOfFunny.com. Quick question, Daddy. Yes. Um, and when you say villains, is it like John Wick villains or is it like there's like a superhero, supervillain? John Wick villain. Gotcha. Sorry, I said villains, but basically it's like criminals. It's bad guys. Okay. Bad guys. Um, so I'm and it's, it's unbeknownst. Bad guy. 
but uh, the what's cool about it is it's set against the backdrop of this massive, massive, like almost world-ending riot that's happening in Detroit. I believe is where it's set, or whatever sounds city. Sounds accurate. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, because the 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 sort of backstory is there's uh, water has been privatized, and now the corporations that be are basically withholding it from the populace, and the citizens of the city are just revolting. And so, literally, as people are committing crimes and things like that. You're seeing like riots and fires and shit and all hell's breaking loose outside. And then uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it for you, but it starts off with Sterling K. Brown having to go there um, for a reason. And then the entire time they're waiting because the guy that actually owns the hospital and is the biggest gangster um, around named, I think the wolf is what his name is or or something cool like that. He's coming and the big, the problem is there's rules to this place. The rule is like, if it's full, no one can come in, but he's like, I own the place. Let me in. And Jodie Foster's like, I'm not letting you in. And uh, Greg, if you're not sold on this already, the right hand man who <clears throat> plays a, uh, her, I guess he's a nurse or an attendant um, is Dave Batista. And he's fucking yeah. hilarious in it. Cause the entire time he's like, I am a healthcare provider <laughs> as he's like <laughs> fucking <laughs> strangling people. Uh, Charlie day is in it as well. And um, Sophia Batali, Batali, is that her name? Batala? She's in it as well. She was uh, awesome in uh, Kingsman. She played like the female assassin in Kingsman with the blade feet. Anyway. Yeah, she's did like all the Continental Hotel stuff of John Wick. I feel like people it's, are like It is that. Greg, if you've seen John oh, Wick, yeah, it, it very much is um, the Continental Hotel where it's like everyone can go there and it's a respite. You can't do violence in this place. But it's cool. It's, 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 it reminds me of a really well-crafted, one-off, short graphic novel. When okay. you get in, you get out, and you're like, oh, that was cool. It's not crazy. It, you know, the acting's good because they cast good people. Um, it's very super. It's, yeah, it's very graphic novel. I really enjoyed it. I've added uh, it to my Amazon watch list. There you and go. And I will shock you and say I've never seen a John Wick. Uh, well, you wait because eventually we're going to do John Wick in review. Um, I will keep waiting I, then. There you go. Keep waiting You're for so that. Um, real quick before we go on. Actually, I did want some recommendations. <clears throat> I know Netflix is doing this, uh, has been doing this for a while, but they have... Uh, uh, a lot of people I've been seeing have been doing the Netflix watch parties. If you're not familiar yeah. with the, what this is, uh, this is a very uh, easy to use service that you can do. Uh, thanks to Google Chrome extension called Netflix Party, groups of friends can get together virtually and watch their favorite Netflix titles on their computers at the same time. The extension also comes with a chat room so you can share your reactions to programs as you watch. This is nothing new, but uh, in order to participate, just want everyone to know you. All you need is a Google Chrome browser, the extension, and a Netflix subscription. Here's how it works. Go to NetflixParty.com on Google Chrome browser and click Get Netflix Party for free. This will redirect you to the Netflix Party page on the Chrome web store, and you can go from there. Uh, so I wanted to go around quickly around uh, the table and ask for some Netflix-exclusive recommendations for things that people can watch Ooh. while they're stuck in this shelter-in-place in California, which is now statewide, I might add. Greg, Ooh. any recommendations on Netflix specifically? So for a party, yeah, fun party movie. I'll give you. I'll give you two things that we've watched that are fun things. Uh, we just watched Space Jam again. Hell yeah! That, <laughs> again, that we need something we just put on and forget our lives about. And so Space Jam, we watched again. What a movie! Still holds up. Bill Murray Absolutely. killing it out there. You know what I mean? And then the other one I would talk. You know, I don't watch a lot of stand up comedy anymore, but this one caught my eye. And I put it on. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, Quarter Life oh, Crisis. I just yeah. saw that. It was. Did you like it? Oh, I just saw it like scroll oh, by, oh, and it. Yeah, added I saw. It, I watched a little bit of it, and like she's, you know, it's it's interesting. I th- feel like most 
comedians you hear from, at least female comedians, I would say that I see get big, right, Nick? And correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like they're more into their 30s. They're established. They're dealing with you usually know, by the time you get a Netflix special, like a full blown special. Yeah, it takes you a very, very long time to do. And that's that. the thing. She's 25, and so she's you know got all this great stuff about like a look at that culture of where it is right now. And she you know she just uh, got engaged and then broke it off, and like she has a whole bunch of great comedy about that. It was like it was really good. Joe, what about you? Um, so Netflix party, Elise from Funhouse has been doing Netflix parties like every other night with op- episodes of The Office, which that's, has been really fun. That's so fun. Okay. So that's like a good, just lighthearted one to watch. If you're looking for something like true crime-ish, there's a series called Dirty John, um, oh, which yeah. was a Connie lifetime Burton. series and that's a, Eric yeah, Bond. it was a podcast. Um, and it's like, it's one of those one-off, like one and done seasons. So I think it's like eight or 10 episodes or something like that. We got it. It's really fun. It's like a, it's very lifetimey. I think maybe it was Bravo. So it's like very dramatic, but also like mysterious. Jen and I got deep into it and it was just like, man, I, we just can't do this. I hate seeing this family tortured by this asshole. <laughs> I know, but it's so good. And it's Eric Bana and Connie Burton. So they have like a really fun chemistry and I love Eric Bana. Um, so yeah, that's my choice. If you want something a little bit more lighthearted. It takes two with the Olsen twins. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. Uh, I just found that on there. And so that was a fun little just return to childhood. Uh, I'm going to recommend three movies. One of which is movies uh, Groundhog's Day, which is on. Yeah. Netflix. I love that one. That's like Bill Murray classic and Harold Ramis classic. Uh, they also have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sure. Which is uh, which is from my youth, which is great. And then uh, Burt Kreischer's new special is on Netflix right now. And I just looked up the name of it and totally forgot it. I think it's Birdie Boy <laughs> or Hey Burt Boy, something like that. He talks is about that the guy who takes a shirt off. Yes. Okay. So he's a kindred spirit for you, Greg. Yeah, Surprised you haven't taken your shirt off yet, but I do respect the uh, that your your party up top, party in the bottom. I guess because <laughs> you are wearing the amazing Mizzou basketball shorts. Right. Yeah. There I have these, to imagine I've... you've never used to play basketball. Well, no, but I wore them two basketball games a lot as an antler. No, these ba- now these shorts, of course, are Let's old. see them. Let's see the these legs. Are the, these are from like what, two thousand one era. Mm. Um, somewhere on them, yeah. This is fake blood from when uh Bobby Knight came to town, and I dressed oh. as a, 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 in a, a beat up basketball player, like because he got in trouble for beating up his kids or whatever. Not yeah, his kids, kids his, his basketball kids. So these are old. These are old shorts, well, but and they go. don't have pockets. That's the big problem. But if you, oh, I don't know I if you that. caught it the other day. Portilla pooped on me mid-show, and so yes. those those shorts went in the wash, and the other shorts were already in the wash. Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. Wash in there, because at the end of the day, now who wants to do fold clothes or do laundry? Not me. You've been working all day in the same place, you get off. You're just like, let's drink some wine. Forget about it, dude. I can barely muster the ability to shower right now. <laughs> I am barely. I have been. We have been uh, sheltered in place for approximately four days, and I I feel like I haven't seen the outside world in years. Years. Day one, I was very much like, I'm wearing my jeans. I'm doing this. I'm going to keep yeah. – and I and I was like, day two – like, look at me right now. I didn't op- – I forgot to open the windows. I'm sweating through this shirt terribly. Look I'm at like, you. <laughs> look at you. Disgusting. Fun fact, I have worn the same shirt for like three days straight. I wore a, a crew neck sweatshirt for four days straight. And my wife was like, you got to just change it out. And that was even before all this stuff happened. Give I me think the I update there because we, 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 we did the thing on the, the Kind of Funny podcast. It's been so well received. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, how terrified you were to tell your wife that you were going to have to work from home. And she <laughs> said, no. How's it been going? <laughs> we've, uh, we've got, a, we've got, a, got boundaries that we've put in place right okay. now. Not the least. Uh, the, the first of which, and probably the most important of which, is that this is my space. Sure. 
this little area that we're in right here. I'll just yeah, this show you. This, this, it looks like Kevin's coat closet. Right. It's mm-hmm. basically a coat closet that um, that I have turned into a makeshift studio, and we're happy that I can be in. <laughs> We've decided that this is my space. That's all you need. Hey, the we've decided that's space. all you need. <laughs> no, honestly, um, honestly, I think my wife and I relationship i think it's actually brought us closer and it's cool because if i have to go do errands and stuff like that we just we kind of do everything together now because there's nothing else to do so yeah. when i'm doing this she's hanging out and they're reading or doing some work um and then if i have to go on the midnight runs that i do sometimes to joe or to you to run people equipment she'll just hop in the car too why not so i know it's cool. fun to see her the other day we waved from afar she's like i'll be your production assistant i was like oh <laughs> and then as we pull up to joey and tim's house i was like do you want to help me run some of the this stuff uh, over to Joey, who's five feet away, and she's like, "No, I'm good. I'll stay here." Wants to be I'm the like, co-pilot. I'm like, "You're the worst production assistant ever." I'll protect the You're car. actually making me work. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like when you when you have to hire the producer's like niece, and she just doesn't want to do anything. Sure, that's what it. She feels just wants like to be on set and be cool. She's just like, I want to just drink Diet Coke and, and look at stars. Uh, last week, ladies and gentlemen, we asked for a bronze topic. We asked you what you've been watching, and a lot of you replied. Nanobiologist said, while self-isolating, I watched all of Tangled, the series on Disney+. Mm. Plus and Amazon. The series just wrapped up, and I got to say, uh, this along with DuckTales remake really cements that Disney has been killing it with their TV programming. If you like Tangled, you will love this show. It adds so much story, character building, and amazing songs, animation to one of the best Disney movies. Plus, it's voiced by all of the original cast. Uh, Lee Palero said, I watched Frozen 2 yesterday. That was on Sunday since it came out. Uh, other than that, I started Gravity Falls. I had never seen it before, and it's really good. It's a supernatural kids show with some very adult humor. It's on Disney Plus as well. A lot of people loving the Disney Plus these days. Oh man, they've got to be doing good numbers. Oh god, well they're doing good numbers on the Plus, but uh, they're 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 theme parks and the motion picture size. Yes, that's a big problem. <laughs> uh, Carlos Jimenez says Castlevania is such an awesome animated show. Love the third season as much as the other two. Huge recommendation, even if you are not a fan of the games like he is. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, the bronze topic is how much would you pay to watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home? Hmm. What's, what's your top dollar? Just let us know there. And would you pay for it? at all uh give us give us some of your thoughts on that uh we'll be back next week i don't know when i think maybe I don't even we'll know. figure that out we'll figure that out I don't i'll know post the update on uh, just patreon yet. and reddit this week joey will post it next week of course we're going to continue with our programming uh each and every day here as long as we have lungs breath in our lungs we'll keep going right greg exactly as exactly. long as there's one breath in me i'll use it to yell about things and talk it, about my dog exactly like <laughs> game spot fair, or game stop excuse me i guess where's where's porty He's back there. He's in his little bed. Mista, Mista. Uh, give him a hug for me. Everyone, thank you guys for joining me on uh, Screencast. Everyone out there watching, thank you. Remember, leave a comment in the comments below. Uh, let us know what you thought, if you're watching any of these movies that are coming to streaming platforms and how much you're paying for them. Um, and until next week, we'll see you on the internet.